0: Hello and welcome to Side Dish, more podcast for long <laughs> All the stuff you want to know, and very little that you need to know. And as usual, Barry Brady is mocking me for my intro because I remember one time—gosh, it was like a couple of weeks ago—I was like, I must have been like on uh, speed or something. I, I listened to that like four times as I was trying to host, a po- um, get it up to the the side and such. And I was just like, well, oh, welcome to my podcast. And it was like,
1: oh, and welcome to Side Dish. Thank you for tuning in. Everything <laughs> you need to know, nothing you want to know, wait, that's backwards, <laughs> I <did> it again. <laughs> it was just
0: like, wow, I must have must have had a little bit too much caffeine. But anyway, oh, that's usually I, am, my I am Eric Ozempa, and you are? I am Brady Steffel. All right, and uh, thank you everybody for joining us in on uh, this a little late posted side dish. Uh, yep. We had to adjust a few things uh, around because... Both Brady and I work, and sometimes, wow, amazingly, work gets in the way. Work gets in the way.
1: Podcast. Yeah. Usually, I'm the one who's really powering through. I just try, my my mouth doesn't keep up with my brain, and I just I just try to go faster, faster, and it's just a mumble fest. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's crazy. Bad. So,
0: yeah, but um, we are back, and we have a special guest today, and we'll get to that in a bit. But gosh, we actually have a bunch of buzz here. First of all, I want to ask you you are busily shopping for shop tools anything else yep. going on in your life uh you know any, well any exciting we have news?
1: we have started the great purge of 2020 um <laughs> like furniture 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 ah. um, yeah don't don't misread that and he's <laughs> <free laughs> you're,
0: you're going out it's like a
1: free-for-all over in your no, neighborhood no, yeah. no 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 <laughs> so we we had this piano that we had we had this high-minded idea that we're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play more you know we're gonna be adults and and then we, we sat there for like five years and we just never played it and we got it cheap. And so I put it up on Craigslist and somebody's like, Oh, can I, you know, can I see pictures? Oh, it's so beautiful. And she actually hired mo- piano movers to move a free piano to her house. Um, which was weird, yeah. but it's gone. Yeah. And they did an excellent job. And you look at this and you're like, all right, that's, that's gone. Wow. The house is really opening up. Maybe we should get rid of this sectional that we've, we've got. Yeah. And so we got this sectional for free again, when somebody was moving. Uh, it was nice quality, and we, you know, but it, just, it was big and really didn't fit the space. And so I asked Chad, my brother, if he wanted that. And he said, yeah, sure. Then that's gone. And it's like, well, hold, hold on here. Hold on, hold on. That's awesome. That's what awesome. If, what, if we, what if we buy a new <clears throat> TV and get the soundbar, you know, like the – Oh, the, my re- God. Replace the stereo. Wow. Get rid of the stereo completely. Get rid of the DVD player. We've got like five DVDs. We just, we're just going to buy those digitally. So, get rid of the DVD player. Get rid of everything else in the media cabinet. Get rid of the entire entertainment center thing. It just paired onto a TV mount of the wall. So, we got rid of like three massive pieces of furniture in the scope of a week. And it's like, holy smokes. So, the room, we, our living room has been completely changed. I am in love with it. It's so nice. Um, That's cool. To- well, Soundbar is not a cheap investment. <laughs> no, <you're telling laughs> Those me. things are ridiculous. Yes. It's ridiculously expensive. So. This thing... Wow slaps it's amazing um i gotta say because i i spent twice as much on the sound bar as i did on the tv because sound is way more important and um i was i was big big into that and i just said you know if i'm gonna buy this thing i'm not gonna I'm not going to go back in, in three years and cry at the Best Buy going, I wish that I had bought one that I really wanted. I cheaped out. It was stupid. Yeah. Um, no. So we went and I bought, I bought a nice sound bar and like an okay TV and, uh, it's got, it's wire. The whole thing's wireless. It's amazing. So you plug the HDMI in and, but all you see is the plug going into the wall and then it's got a wireless subwoofer and, uh, it'll shake the door off the front of the house. It's wild. It's, um, it's great. So I'm, I'm loving it. That is really cool. You know, and on a side note, I have to ask you about this because business-like
0: we're actually going to be in the place where I work. We're actually going to be putting up a monitor in our conference room. And so yeah. I'll be, I'll be talking to you about stuff because we actually have an IT group coming out to do that, but I just would like to make sure we get the right thing. So yeah. that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: we can, we can go up here to talk about. Yeah, Eric exactly. Yeah. Tech hour, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like Eric and Brady's tech hour. Yeah, so speaking of, I also just bought like a wireless mesh system, so I spent a whole bunch of money on, on tech recently. That's, that's what I've been doing, blowing through money there. Nice. But, um, nice. That's cool. Yeah, that feels good. So we're going to go furniture shopping and stuff as part of this great revamp. So uh, we'll get to the news. What, what do you like for furniture stores? Have we talked about furniture stores on here?
0: You know, it's really funny. So we have not ter- talked about furniture stores, but one I would recommend is Sunflower on between 9th and 11th on Main. Okay. Odd, little weird little co- location, but kind of Scandinavian fifties, mid-century modern furniture. Some of it's interesting, some of it's funky, some of it's way out there. But yep. you know, it depends what your style is. But yep. I, we just, we actually bought um, a couple of chairs there that we love, and the prices were awesome. So yeah, um, we just really like that place a lot. They're very nice and literally close by.
1: So yeah, they're
0: very close. That's, that's what's pretty nice.
1: So I have actually been in there. Um, I, we went to Woodley's because I yeah. thought oh, that's a nice store. Let's go to Woodley's. And the thing is, we live in Old Town. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Eric's over there rubbing pennies at me. <laughs> yeah. it, it is. It ain't cheap. <laughs> um, and we didn't get anything. But we went in to look. And it's like I was willing to buy a couch that I would keep for a long time. You know, it's like, Yeah, it's of it's course. Yeah. And um, we went in. And it's just like we have this tiny house. And they have nicer furniture, but it's like... It's It's big. It's super big. Super
0: big. So we found that like Crate and Barrel, you know, you're going to pay a little bit more money, but they're more towards the size of our houses. Yeah. Like somebody like that or Sunflower is kind of like the size of our house. It's not... I mean, you know, peace and love to the people who have a much bigger space, but we yeah. really don't have a big space mm-hmm. at all. And so, like, if you put one of those giant modular things, that would be all you'd be able to put in our room. So,
1: yeah. So that's yeah. why we got rid of our sexuals. It was huge. So we got, um, you know, it's like, so that's a, it's a really nice store. It's beautiful. It's fun to be in, but it's just, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you can't imagine stuff there. The Danish furniture store, um, again, yeah, he's, he's for pension pennies. I'm going to go look there, but I, I don't know if we'll be able to afford anything. It's a that cool one's store. Expensive. Yeah, they're, it's a cool they store. They make such new, neat stuff. So yeah, There's there's our furniture roundup. Let's do the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Let's do <laughs> furniture.
0: I like furniture
1: roundup. That's awesome. We should talk about that a little bit
0: more sometime. Um, yes. Let's see uh, a couple of things. So, first of all, Alfalfas. Yes. Placing Lucky's Market.
1: Yeah, so Lucky's is is hollowed out, and they're uh the, yeah go in there. Um, I don't know anything about him. Like I looked him up only after you told me about this. Uh, and then I was on Reddit and I found somebody who said, I've gone into alfalfas a few times. All I came out with is a bottle of water. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. So I could wax on poetically about when I
0: was in college and this makes me sound extremely bougie, but you know, like if, um, you know, I was, but let me just face it. I was, I was living a a privileged life because fortunately my parents were helping me with rent and whatever else. I was still working, but, um, but you know, I would stop into Alfalfa's and back then it was kind of like the, it was the accessible, um, health food store back then in the day. And it was, you know, reasonable. It wasn't more expensive than say King supers and Safeway, of course, but it was not as outlandish it is now. So what they have done now, So when you think of the natural foods and I'm using this kind of level in my head and visually visual talking
1: style does not work. Like I'm just
0: I'm just using my hands a lot, but I'm thinking, okay, so for your entry point as far as like if you want healthy, natural or maybe organic foods, your entry point is probably sprouts. And then from there it goes up to Whole Foods, maybe. And then yeah. from there, it goes to, and I'm discounting all the chains. Obviously, Safeway King Super's offer organic food. But but if you want to go to that total healthy lifestyle grocery boutique kind of grocery store, alfalfas is above Whole Foods, if you can imagine that in price. Oh I've always been, so this new iteration, it's not the old iteration. The old iteration was very approachable and very cool and very hippie. And very neat and that person like sold it and i believe i could be wrong and again we're not talking about facts here because this is a side dish you know Yep. but i'm pretty sure that the former owner of alfalfas Alpha or one of them a long time ago decided to reopen this iteration of alfalfas Alpha okay but it is a much higher price point and and you know i went in there looking for like a i don't know i think it was a six pack of soda or like maybe one of those pre-packaged sushi yeah you know, rolls or whatever and I was just astounded by how expensive it was because they have one in Louisville Loft- and I yeah. was just astounded by how much more expensive it was than even Whole
1: Foods and so yeah, the, the, the Reddit conversation yeah. was just like yeah none of us are shopping there and no, um, I, I don't think the, the problem for me is while I don't mind spending a bit more for quality food when it's just that's kind of an end unto itself it's I don't I, I just can't I, well, and, and it's not like it's different. It was the
0: same brand. Like there's this soda that I like that's, yeah. you know, like light, low calorie. And so I would get that at Whole Foods or Natural Grocers or yep. I forgot yeah, Natural, Natural, Grocers. Grocers, Natural Grocers in the ranking. I totally blew that, but Sprouts, Natural Grocers, Whole Foods, Alfalfa's. Okay. Um, but it was the same brand it was still more expensive. And yeah. I'm like, if you're offering the same thing at more money, more cost, that seems odd to me. So. Keeps the riffraff out. I guess <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it is a, it's a, it's a very not a very approachable. But I will say the cool thing about it is, is for me that center is it. It really gives an injection to that center because yeah. if if you think about it, they have a bunch of spaces that are now available and open, and so if they're able to put an alfalvas in there, that's pretty awesome.
1: So that's I'm I'm very curious to see how it does. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm not convinced where we are the market for that, but I don't know. I mean, long months changed so much. I wouldn't probably spend a lot of money there. Um, but I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll attract a certain clientele, but it's, you
0: know, that clientele of the gods, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, the, echelons, the yeah. other one that we should talk about too is uh, kitchen and co yeah. in main street or on main street is not coming back. Unfortunately, a victim of, of what we've gone through and yeah, um, did you ever go in? Yeah, I liked that story okay I did yeah, yeah, I liked it too. I mean, I think that for me it was um I wish they would have had more classes to be honest i I think it would be really cool to have some classes, and there's a place in Boulder called Food Lab where they do a lot of classes and stuff and and I was hoping they'd kind of have more classes available and a bigger space to do classes, but um yeah, just unfortunately not, and it you know it was a cool idea. Um, Kind of our second kitchen store. If you think about it, there was another kitchen store. I don't know if that predates you,
1: but there was another
0: one on Main Street
1: too at one Mm. time. But don't think I ever saw that one. Yeah, I did like this. A lot of fun kitchen items, not stuff that's not necessarily needed. A lot of high-end blades too, which is yeah always fun to go and look at like different kitchen knives. I've got a knife that I like that I've had forever. Cool cooking days. Nice, Um, Nice. but it needs to be replaced. Uh, It was sharpened poorly by a (laughs) company I won't name. Uh and they took the they screwed the edge up and it's it's driven, driven me crazy ever since. And I do you my gotta go get a knife nice. sharpener. That you should I, Just get a I knife. I got sharpener. my I got I have a, f- a set of stones now. I do all my own. Um oh, give us get a stones, get that electric thing. We have an electric thing
0: and it's ah! so cool. No, it's awesome. It no, it's awesome because you're gonna just dull your knives with the stone because you can't make it straight. This thing is like this thing will Dude, do,
1: I, cut anything. Blades. Mike will cut are anything off. Phenomenal. You could buy like a yeah, set of waterstones on
0: Amazon. Now I want to see and, you cut paper with your blade or something. I have like cut you know? paper with my blade. Or like
1: a tin can like
0: you used to see it. No, like, I'm going to cut you like a th- ginsu, th- ginsu th- knife, th- you know. Ginsu-
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm you watching YouTube videos you can do anything. I I swear by that. So it was <laughs> it was 35 45 bucks something like that It's a passable set. Um and for somebody like me it's, it's not worth going up to the high-grade sets. But I also sharpen my, my shop tools, so my chisels and my planer blades and stuff like that. Yeah. So having a set like that, and you just learn how to do it. You learn how to hold it stable once you get the trick. It's not too big a deal. So um, I do that my own, myself now. I've got no strong recommendations for a knife sharpener in Longmont.
0: Well, you know, it's really funny. So real quick story on a side. We were hiking. Sandy and I were hiking this past weekend, and we're passing these young guys and we're just kind of like talking to ourselves. All of a sudden, the one guy goes, I don't even know if you should sharpen a, a lawnmower blade. And so what? I go, of course you should sharpen a lawnmower blade. And he goes, is it easy to do? And we like had a conversation for about 20 minutes about, yeah. about sharpening a lawnmower blade. And I actually went to a YouTube video and looked it up because I, I was like going, I need to sharpen my blade, but I really don't know how to do it.
1: Yeah. It's really a piece of cake. It's not that big a deal. Now, a no, a lot of that stuff's not too big a deal. You got to buy a couple no. tools. But you figure like for the, the, the price it costs to sharpen a set of knives, yeah. I can buy this set of stones for whatever. And I don't yeah. mind doing that kind of stuff. So you just, yeah. you get set up, you do it some Saturday afternoon and then yeah, you got it was cool. like it was razor. Awesome. No, you can, with this thing, you can get your knives so sharp you can shave with them.
0: Yeah, I don't believe that. Our it's, knives, it's, you can shave. Okay, we'll have a shave off
1: or something. Yeah. <laughs> My plane <laughs> yeah. blades in particular are like, no, literally, I'll, that's how I test them to see if they're sharp. I yeah, I do a little it. hair off Doop,
0: doop, 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 doop. All right, so let's see. We got the Rec Center and Centennial Pool opening. Yeah, I uh, yesterday, I guess. You have to have a reservation to go to the pool, I believe, too.
1: Yeah, I think except for open swim hours, and then they'll let people in, but I'm not no. entirely sure. So Yeah, yeah I just checked they're... that
0: up on the city website, but yeah, there's some new regulations now from the state.
1: Yeah. Well, we are waiting on our guest, and if he doesn't show up, I got a couple questions for you.
0: No, that's cool. Um, but I will say that um, – We also have those new COVID regulations too. We can get into questions too and wait for... No, no, no. That's all right. I didn't realize you had more here. Let's go. I have a couple more things here real quickly. But um, one of the things I wanted to say is is that it looks like now we're up to 50% capacity ensuring six feet between people and Mm -hmm. groups up to 500 people, which is... 500? 500, yeah. So they're opening trade shows again, it sounds like.
1: Well... I, I'll say, I, mean, I was, it just
0: blows my mind. So I now, was skeptical
1: when we started going to this next phase. I wasn't sure if we were ready, but according to the data put out by the state, um, the numbers are looking good. And I don't know if that's more seasonal because it's like the flu it'll pick up later, or if it's really the protocol we've been using. But numbers are are still down, yeah. so that's that's good news. I'm happy to see that we can do some of this stuff because I mean, the economy is really getting kicked in the teeth. We've only I been know. talking about places that have closed, um, <laughs> recently, uh, not a lot of exciting business openings, uh, in the middle of the global economic downturn and pandemic. So, um, it's nice to know that some of this stuff can actually get going again. So, yeah,
0: no, I agree with you entirely. I think that'd be really cool. Um, the other thing too, is I have to give a shout out to red frog coffee place. Cause I was over there. I had a meeting with somebody and they do it really right. I mean, it's really <clears> cool. You enter one entrance, the <clears> South <throat> entrance, go in there and get your coffee and they've done a really good job of making sure that there's a lot of distance and they make sure that they've got this really great patio to meet people at. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's really nicely shaded. Is there enough seating? Of course not. You know, there are people kind of standing around looking for a place to sit, but, but it's a really nice, um, it's a nice place to kind of have a cup of coffee with somebody and, and, you know, practice social distancing, but also, you know, uh, do it right. And, and, yeah. uh, yeah, I like it that. and good.
1: they've they've uh put up with my biking club or they did back when that was going on. So we yeah. would meet there sometimes I think on Saturday mornings and then you do your longer Saturday ride. So they yeah. seem like pretty good sports about it. I liked it not the fastest coffee place in town but good product. No. Yeah. Good good stuff. Well, if we want to talk about fast, I mean, come on, La Bella Vita. I mean, you know,
0: the Portland experience. <laughs> <It's like laughs> it, you go, you pays your hipster tax. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then one final note I've got in the buzz is, of course, you know, as the op- shops are opening up, I mean, I heard Best Buy is open now and big boxes are oh, yeah, yeah, opening yeah. up. And so it's, it's interesting. And, and I have to say traffic is just getting kind of back to normal.
1: I mean, okay. I, I will say I, I, talk about buying that tv that's where i got it from his best buy yeah and i went like the friday saturday whatever it was before they opened to look and then i you had to make an appointment and you had to go in there and you were escorted they wouldn't let you ever go anywhere alone in the store
0: oh really like, yeah oh, wow
1: it was weird like to the bathroom did they follow you <laughs> in <or? laughs> it's just you got paper towels what are you doing in there yeah yeah uh, no, but it was just like, um, I just wanted to look at the different TVs. Cause I don't like, if I don't see it when I'm in the store, I'm probably not going to see it when I'm at home. Like if there's any yeah. difference. Right. So I just wanted to be left alone. this guy's just talking at me and talking at me and talking to me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, so that was weird. And then, you know, they're like, well, tomorrow basically we're going to, you can just come in and do whatever. Yeah. And then it was weird. Cause then the next day you go and it's like, well, everybody's wearing masks, but it's just like going to Best Buy. That's, that's all there is huh. to it. Huh. So yeah, things are back to normal. They've done a pretty good job too because they do the curbside thing. Um, they've actually built an app out really well that if you want to buy something, you order it online, you get your thing on your phone. When you get there, you press a button on your phone that says, hey, I'm here. And you can add a little note saying like, I'm in, a, I'm in my white CRV sitting out in front of the car. Um, come on by. And then they'll just come out in a couple of minutes with your stuff. And they'll be like, what's the last four, which is built into the app. You know, there'll be a code that it gives you. And you yeah, yeah. your code and they just throw it in the car for you. So That's pretty darn cool. They, they oh. did it really nice. There's been yeah. a lot of innovation with this that, you know, yeah. I, I kind of hope that some of that stuff sticks around. because. Oh, I think it will. I really do. And in fact, I think some of it is will
0: impact labor and you won't see as many people in certain certain facets of employment anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. But, but uh, I also don't want to disregard or ignore our guest. I look like David has joined us. So, hey, David, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, thank you. I apologize. There was actually a Google's Meet link at the top of that invite Eric so I was I was kind of hanging out in a Google's Meet room
0: well we we like to do that we just like to make sure that we warm people up by getting them mad by putting them in a a waiting room that doesn't exist that's awesome so I'm just glad that you were able to to check it out and, and come and check us out on on zoom and here you are. So I'm here, thank you. Um, To everybody in our audience on our podcast, um, David Bell, you are the, is it correctly, Manager of Public Works and Natural Resources? It has actually been
2: switched over a little bit as I've taken on some additional responsibilities. So as the Director of um, Parks and Natural Resources, and oh. um, it's kind of pulled together some elements, I think, that historically have worked well together in other, other agencies, and through just some changes in organization, this has put it back together. So parks and natural resources were a little bit separate that's helped water resources come over under this division too so if you think about our natural resources water is a huge component of that so now having the water resources division it really helps create that that full um, system of the park if you think of button rock or if you think of Macintosh, from the water to the trails to the trees the wildlife i think the public sees that as um kind of one element of our natural resources
0: well and i i it looks like I ceremoniously demoted you. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Oh, I that's okay. Sort of... <laughs> <laughs> so, and then um, my co-host co- of Side Dish is Brady Staffel, who's on the line, who is a relative newcomer to Longmont. And we just wanted to get you in to kind of talk about your role and what's going on with open space, natural resources, um, you know, with people using trails and systems so much because of being able to get out. Um, We just wanted to see, you know, get your thoughts on how things are going as far as us um, moving out of of quarantine, so to speak, and, you know, using trails and accessing trails.
2: Well, I I think um, I'm going to back it up a little bit more from getting out to actually going into a little bit too, because you mentioned, as I stepped in this conversation, you said some of those things are going to stick. And that's one of the things I think with this, what happened during quarantine, um, when the governor was pretty clear that, you know, you're safer at home, but if you need to get out, get out and enjoy Colorado's beautiful outdoors. Um, The virus doesn't do as well out in UV light, you got room to distance, so please get out. People took that to heart. And um, I think people that typically have been taking their um, family to brunch on a Sunday couldn't do that, they're out hiking. People that would've been in a softball game were buying stand up paddle boards. Um, People that would've been at a soccer meet were up at um, Button Rock bird watching. It really was people (laughs) getting out of their comfort area And I think with what you said before, I think some of that's going to stick. So this big increase we saw as we really um, looked at people getting out and using these natural areas in Longmont, I think that's going to stick. So I think that's one of the pieces As I just kind of jumped to the end of your conversation I wanted to probably kind of continue with. But um, for me, I think is at at the beginning piece that um, I just feel very fortunate that Longmont has the foresight or had the foresight to have 100 miles of trail system out there, 41 parks, and even though we closed down, you know, areas like basketball and skate parks and stuff, people still had a great opportunity to get out and use that system. <clears throat> the piece I think that is giving us what it's going to look like in the future, the piece that will stick, maybe it'll drop back a little bit as people get a chance to sit, you know, go back to their original activities. Um, I think you've got a glimpse into what it's going to look like in 10, 15 years anywhere with growth along the front range. Mm. And I hope that Land managers start taking this as an opportunity to think about what do we do? Because I'll tell you the piece that I think was great for me to know what, what this way really meant to the public. I think it was great for their mental health and their physical health to get out and use their trails. I'm going to tell you, though, it was a big impact on the neighbors of those areas. People were not used to having cars lining their streets, cars circling neighborhoods yeah. to find the spot to drop off their families so they could find a spot to live or to park and, and go play. Places were used in ways that we really didn't intend imagine probably for the next 10, 15 years. We probably had some mandates in there as far as how we were supposed to manage our parks, but they were kind of unfunded because we didn't have that demand yet. So I, I think we had a little glimpse into um, what we would have seen in 10, 15 years with the increased population. But um, I do think this is a chance for us to realize how important the parks are and what we need to do to strike that balance of protecting our natural, natural resources and getting the, the public out there while protecting the neighbors and their, their values as well.
0: So, did you hear a lot of? Were there a lot of concerned individuals that were, you know, just saying that people are parking all along the the driveway and, you know, or yes, whatever we, or yeah, the streets we and that sort of thing? And it just, yeah, it, it sounds like it's a it's a nice opportunity to pause and maybe look at ways different ways to manage that and manage the the systems themselves. And I don't know if you could illuminate maybe what you might be looking at in the future um, so, might be a little.
2: I think it gave me even a further step into the future because one of the things that really sped up, we were looking at button rock right now. We're in the middle of a management plan because we know that um, we're seeing increased use in button rock just naturally that was happening. Um, Looking at places in Boulder County and the Forest Service, we were seeing people, um, again, I'm gonna step back a little bit because I think it's it's hard to, it's easy to brush brushes with a background natural resources. We start saying we're overusing something, we're decreasing the visitor experience and i'm going from that from a lens of probably a generation 20 years ago that how we use it was probably different than um people that come from denver that have a half million people around them but they drive in from their busy family from new york and they're used to a million people around them they jump on a trail and they see a thousand people they're fine with that it's a huge decrease from what it was um someone like myself or you um you got a trail and you don't want to see two people so to say yeah. that Um, We can easily quantify what a good visitor experience is, is going to be challenging. I think it's going to take elements of managing the natural resources, if that's water, if it's the wildlife, um, if it's the trail erosion, plus expectations of different user groups. So Button Rock was seeing that increase already Um, with the COVID-19 and people getting out and finding new places. Button Rock just blew up and the neighbors up there just were not used to that. And we worked really hard with our public safety group to try to figure out Ambulba County how we could manage parking along those roads. But it's the same thing that's happening in Eldora and Eldorado Canyon, um, Forest Service. Everyone was managing that. We worked really closely with those agencies because one thing we found out is if we as an agency has closed something, it just pushes it someplace else. So We really had to yeah. work on this.
0: Well, and I would tell you that I, I give you kudos for the Button Rock management because we went there, my wife and I went there a few weeks ago and it was maybe more than a few weeks ago. But went there and it was, I think we got there a little later than we anticipated. And it was just, it was full and there were parking, there were people parking on the, the ridge there We right. were not supposed to park. And then the next week we went earlier and, you know, we, we got a parking space, but then we were leaving. There was a nice queue, like set up where people could wait and for a parking space. But then there wasn't that long trail of, you know, illegally parked cars on top of the ridge, which was really nice to see.
2: And just to do that, I want to give kudos to all the people involved because as long yeah, public okay. service has two officers up there because, again, sometimes people are challenged when they've driven all the way up there and they don't want to turn around, they don't want to leave, they don't want to listen to park attendant. So we've had uh, public safety officers up there, which worked well because we did have a, a search and rescue the one weekend. The other piece was uh, we worked with the town of Lyons and um, they allowed us to use their messaging board and sign that says the parking lot is full. So as oh, wow. people were driving up, at least it didn't set expectation that, I'm gonna drive up there and get a spot. So Lions worked with us, Boulder County Transportation gave us the ability to put no parking signs along that County Road 80, as you mentioned. So again, it's just interesting that as you look at solving a simple traffic problem, you know, it took multiple agencies, multiple groups within that, those agencies to, to try to pull that off. But it, we're really learning from each other because that really is what's happening in other areas where they're they're really just managing that traffic to one in and one out. And it's interesting because we were, we were looking at, in the management plan, should we consider this? Should we consider how many people get in? Should we consider parking? Should we consider a shuttle? And all of a sudden, within one, one weekend, when an emergency vehicle couldn't get through there, we had to decide what we wanted to do. So it really did force us to start looking at, at options. Yeah. But I think, um, again, I, I'm hoping we'll kind of pull back a little bit as people go back into a little more. Now as we step out of quarantine and mm-hmm. they get a chance to go to brunch, they get a chance to do some of activities. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of exactly. reduction in the use. And yeah. we, my biggest thing with the this whole experience of the pandemic, is that um, we learned something from it. And mm-hmm. we can carry it forward and not just have dropped what we have learned. And there's lots of ways that can happen, I think. But I think for me, in, in my professional area, it really is how we manage these areas. And it really got me thinking about the Garrett Hardin's um, Tragedy of the Commons, which really was about the overuse of our public's places um, by grazing. And oh, yeah, yeah. we hear a lot of times right now, and it sounds kind of cute that we're loving these places to death, but to death means we are killing these areas. Uh, it sounds a lot nicer than say we are overgrazing our properties with human experience, but we're, we're going to start thinking about how we take that next step, that tragedy of commons, and keep it from happening so that we can pass these special places on to the next generation in a way that has maintained them.
0: Well, and, and as a user of Rocky Mountain National Park, I was fascinated and also somewhat pleased that they're doing timed entry now right i think that's a really smart idea because it's just been crazy up there it's been insane the last few years but but i don't know if and that's a solution but it's a really interesting idea so
2: it's it's a tool in the toolbox i think we'll have to start <coughs> thinking about because if you mm-hmm. look at union reservoir um button rock where you know six months ago we've even been thinking about this but now it really is we really need to think about this as we get to that next step and i'll tell you the ones that are more challenging though are, are the ones that button rock and union Rocky Mountain Park, they have controlled entries. Mackintosh um, Lake yeah. has a very permeable entry system to it. People can come in from their backyards. They can park along the road. They can come in from mm-hmm. county open space. Um, so, how do you manage a park like that? How do you manage a Golden Ponds where you say, what is our capacity and how many people really should be here so that um, it's an enjoyable experience for the vast majority of people <laughs> that people get an opportunity to enjoy the wildlife. The wildlife is impacted to a minimal extent, because anytime you introduce humans into wildlife, it's going to have an impact. So what, what's the level we're going to accept? So I think those would be the ones that would be the real challenges and ones that were just neighborhood parks. But now we're starting to see this huge demand on those areas and how we're going to manage those are going to be something we really have to start thinking out of the box on. And so do you I think those will have upgrade. like
1: a huge demand in the future? Or do you think that that, that demand would be something that'll be right now? Because I would think as everything is swollen right now, everybody has more free time, but if they are more or less a neighborhood park and not a destination that would, people would drive to from, you know, out of town, et cetera. Um, do you think it'll have the same kind of issue that uh, Rocky mountain would have or other trailheads would have?
2: So I, I think there's a different, what's, what's happening here. I'm hoping my hope would be that it would kind of dissipate and people start getting those things. going I go back to your comments. I say, I think some of this is going to stick. People bought that blow up paddle board. People got the idea of what it's like you know, on a kayak. Um, they know it's like just to kind of hang out in a grassy area that uh, maybe wasn't what their their ideal weekend would have been in the past, but now they know mm-hmm. that, hey, I got some friends coming from town and there's a great little neighborhood park where we pull out our paddle boards and we can blow those things up. We haven't pulled, blown up in you know, a year, but we still have those. So I I do think some of that is gonna stick. Um, the other piece that I, I hate, um, <laughs> you give me I don't want to advertise these things, but if you think about it, um, Button Rock's a little bit of a drive. Mm -hmm. Um, Union Reservoir has a fee. Rocky Mountain has a fee. These neighborhood parks don't. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's something that's very accessible. I I think it's a a very positive thing for me in the natural resource management trying to get kids out, trying to get families out, trying to get the health benefits of that. I I do want to encourage people to get on there.
1: And there's there's another piece to it. I have neighbors with two young kids. One is one and one's four. And... um, they said that recently they were excited to get out of the house, weren't quite ready to go back to eating at a restaurant, and then they just said this feeling like, you know, we haven't been to a restaurant, I don't really want to go sit at a restaurant. So what they did is they went and got takeout and took it to Thompson Park and then just sat there and had a picnic with whatever they got from whatever it was, um, jeffes or something, and they just went and sat down on the blanket. Yeah, it's,
2: it's a new experience. I, I hope that does stick. So as we start going up other places, I, I think that maybe that may it happen once a month. Maybe it is a, you know... or you know, a couple times a year, people get a chance to do that. Um, was just talking with uh, the director of Boulder County Parks and Open Space. And he's a Longmont resident and they haven't been able to get together. So they did the same thing. They did a um, socially distanced um, staff meeting out at Thompson Park. So Boulder County was having a staff meeting out in Thompson Park because um, <laughs> it was something that, um, is unique. They got to see each other face to face, kept the distancing. And again, I think those things might become things that stick.
1: Sounds like yeah, need i need mean, a county job. <laughs> he, he had a county job
0: before so yeah <laughs> so david um so 41 parks i mean i'm just blown away with that number is that um i've always heard of longmont is pretty unusual as far as the amount of parks we have is that in your mind unusual or is that special or um just curious
2: you know i i think it's probably i think it's special i, I really do because i think what i tell you is i i think the the foresight from the founding of Longmont and how these are the Thompson parks and those original parks that came with the original um, Union colony that platted those parks. um, I think that really built on it. I don't know the numbers of other parks and I would say as I drive through Loveland's and boulders, um, you see quite a few parks too. Um, As you get out to the east, it definitely is atypical, you don't see that and um, I I think it very it really is special. I wouldn't be able to tell you the numbers percentage rise per population but I, I definitely think it's one special, I think the way the Longmont looks at it and trying to make sure that those parks have trail connections that get kids so they can get on their bike and get on a trail and get into a, to a park that's within a um, certain distance, and I don't have my park planners here to bail me out on that. <laughs> Kathy Cone <laughs> and Steve wilder I'm just going to say this too, because Eric, you said you know, I have my time in the county. Um, coming to Longmont, Longmont is just so fortunate to have park planners and wildlife specialists that. This is their community, they love it, and um, they're passionate about it. And I I just don't know, I can't say great things about our our parks, open space, natural resources, and water group that um, what they do for this community behind the scenes um, that everyone benefits from.
0: I totally agree with you. And I think it's been really neat to see the transition as a longtime resident of Longmont. It's been really, it's always been, we always kind of look to Boulder for like trails and other things. And I think it's been really, really nice to see, and actually, I can say this for a long, long time. I've always thought our parks were much more superior to Boulder's. Anyway, I mean, I Boulder, Boulder has nice parks, but gosh, you know, I grew up in the north part of Boulder, and
1: you know, North North Boulder Park is. I think you guys got to tamp this down. We we can't let, we can't let this get out. Yeah, <laughs> no. So it's a nice
0: it's a nice great lawn, but you know, but I think that the parks in Longmont are just really amazing. So can I, can I give one. a?
1: Yeah.
2: Can I do this way? It gives a shout out to a local business too. Well, local business owner.
0: Yeah, go for
2: it. Okay. So Michael Browner and I have, were on a lot of like kind of speaking engagements talking about agriculture and um, open space and in, in my position in the county. We still see each other. He has Hardcore Nursery down in, in, in Boulder. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Michael Browner has Harcourt Nursery. Great guy, great business. And he travels a lot around the country. And when people hear that he is from Boulder, he they want to say what a great place it is, what a great park system is, how how progressive it is. And Michael has started saying he's from Longmont. And Longmont is much more progressive and has much more parks in Boulder. So Michael's out there advertising for us, too. So
0: <laughs> Well, and it's funny. I mean, I, you know, and I, I don't mean to digress too much because I want you to speak to the future of kind of, of your department and that sort of thing. But but, you know, for me, um, the change has really come where people are saying they're from Longmont rather than they say they're from Boulder. And then all of a sudden you you were to kind of dissect that and then they'd say, oh, I'm from Niwot or I'm from Louisville right. or I'm from Longmont or or like I'm from Denver. If you're traveling, and somebody says, "Oh, I'm from the Denver area," but no, specifically, people are saying they're from Longmont. People are seeking out this area to live in. Which, you know, as a high, I went to Longmont High, and I right. never thought something like that ever would have occurred. Like people would be like. I, you know, I, I looked at a map and I really wanted to go to Longmont and I'm like, okay. I got to get out
1: of Boulder. I'm going to Longmont. <laughs> yeah. In California, yeah. I'm California. Going exactly. to Longmont.
0: You know? Exactly. So David, can you speak to the, the, kind of the future about, you know, we've been, Brady and I have been in awe of the trail system, especially along the Greenway. And we were talking with Free, Phil Greenwald about, you know, the trails and how it, the, kind of the vision, if you will, for some of the trail system. And I know that when you work for the County, there is always this kind of, vision of open space you know had a vision and i know ron had a vision of kind of having that golden ponds trail go all the way to lions or some sort of that and you know it sounds like that is still a possibility you know that there's going to be a much expanded trail system so i'm just curious to know if you might be able to comment on that
2: yeah i think i'll go with um there's definitely desire within multiple agencies to see that happen um i will go back to when i was with the county i started with the county I was there for like 19 years and started as a seasonal trail crew worker there.
0: Did you start at 15? I'm just curious. (laughs) I
2: actually started pretty late in the county, too, in my my career. Um, But I was on the seasonal trail crew and we were doing the Nelson Loop Trail and we were talking about how great it would be to tie that into Longmont's um, Button Rock and then Button Rock onto Forest Service. And back then it's like, you know, that that watershed is pretty um, unique and Longmont's going to have a lot of, you know, pretty strong criteria about going through that area and potentially, the, you know, it's really pretty high bar to, to cross. And I think that now being in the position working to help manage Button Rock, I think doing the Button Mo- Rock Mo- 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 management plan, it opens up opportunities that we can still preserve the watershed, we preserve the, the wildlife preserve, but there's still areas that, um, again, working some of the staff. said so there's ways that we can probably thread the needle through here and and look at that and some of the things that was we did the button rock management plan that we had user groups that i've worked with for years the the biking community the equestrian community that wanted to jump into the button Rock management plan and we said really pres- manage this preserve is how we manage what we have right now not adding new components however we know that boulder county forest service longmont lions would all like to start talking about these regional trails if you let us get through this little very specific button rock preserve management plan we'll be happy to start picking that up again and having those conversations. So I I have made sure that Boulder County, Lions, and Forest Service all were that, you know, we we have put some user groups on hold because of this and we're willing to to start that conversation. We don't hold all the pieces to that, uh, but I think Longmont um, really appreciated those groups, you know, kind of pulling back a little bit and saying, let's take the appropriate time, the appropriate, group to have a conversation on get some original
0: trails so, so when will the Button rock management plan be completed Do you look, danielle
2: levine's working that and i would say end of the year is where she's probably getting ready nice. to present to council and stuff so we've got this year to get through and then we'll probably start putting together stuff by the end of the year to start presenting to boards and to council
0: that's awesome well we really look forward to that and um you know i didn't give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself i'm sorry could you kind of tell everybody about yourself. Like, where do you, you know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you, where'd you come oh, from? So, Are you, you a know, native I, Colorado person or what?
2: I'm not, and I feel a little bit bad about that, but I've, you know, it's one of those things that, um, I'm in Breckenridge right now. And I came out here at 17 years old to, to ski and um, just knew I'd come back to Colorado. I just fell in love with Colorado back then and knew I'd be back at some point and spent some time in the military and got out of that and was driving back from California um, to Michigan, where I'm from. We have a family farm up in northern Michigan. And um, my wife and I drove through Boulder, Colorado, and we just called a family and said, We're staying here, We're not coming home, get our stuff ready, and we'll, we'll come pick
0: it up at some point. Um, <laughs> like so many people I know exactly. um, did that used too. Exactly. Yeah.
2: My, my GI Bill to go to school. So I ended up going up to Colorado State. and I did my reserve duty down at Peterson Air Force Base, um, got my bachelor's degree up at Colorado State in wildlife biology. Um, minor in economics, and then decided to go back to, to school. Actually, again goes back to the county a little bit. Um, I was lead ranger there also. And during ah. that period, I really required all the rangers to go through a law enforcement academy. So I put myself through a law enforcement academy as well. Finished that up and said, well, it wasn't that hard going through school. So I went back and got my master's in environmental law at DU too. So
0: Amazing. So what did you want to do with your undergrad? I'm curious. I always like to ask people that.
2: So, you know, really, I thought I'd be sitting someplace in Rocky Mountain National Park (laughs) counting bighorn sheep or our goats or looking at breeding populations of fish. And I've looked at people who have those careers. I get very envious sometimes, but I really um, have enjoyed managing what's really, I think, critical to upcoming wildlife management is the human dimensions of that. Wildlife does really pretty well on its own. It's how you manage everything else around it that really has become mm. the challenge. It's the people, the interaction, the growth. And in the you know, 25, 30-ish years I've been doing this, um, back then the human dimension piece was coming in, but I think as you looked at wildlife management back then, it really was big game management. So you had your, your revenues coming from hunting and fishing. You were looking at large-scale landscape impacts. You were looking at um, Forestry in the big clear cuts, you're looking at ski resorts coming in, those big those big impacts. But I think as we look at our communities, it really mean, does mean what does it look like to have um, a new recreational opportunity like e-bikes come into the, into the equation? What does it mean to have a hundred unit apartment complex come in it doesn't have a backyard for the kids to play in that doesn't have a place for them to walk their dog those mm-hmm. people are dependent on those natural areas to go and really enjoy it
1: and ostensibly people- they come in because they want to live here the same reason the rest of us do for the natural right. beauty exactly. and the resources and so right. they're going to be out there using it yeah they're going to
2: be able to use it i have them too and I-, I do. i do things we shift from single family homes which have it have definitely have an impact but if you think about those kids they could go in the front yard and they shoot basketball they can go in the backyard and jump on the trampoline they run their dog in the backyard when you're in an apartment, you really have you're dependent upon those public resources, the parks, the trails, and the infrastructures. But I think we'll see it increase from that as well. So I think that shift from those large scale impacts that were maybe a little more e- easier to focus on, um, but as we start looking at what does a hundred you know unit apartment complex mean to a neighborhood park? What does it mean to have um, a, a new activity that you know a bunch of kids just made up in the garage? Every time you get rules and rights set for the newest activity. There's a kid inventing something in their backyard. It's like, hey, do <laughs> you want to play this out in the field? You are know, like, we exactly. do even thought about that. Yeah, so somebody invents a
0: drone or something like that. Yeah, and you're going to come with a drone policy or something, yeah. But, um, no, I think that is really fascinating that your work has really evolved into something totally different. And with the journey you set up to do has just evolved into really considering that human contact and interaction with wildlife. I mean, that's amazing. And it seems like we are fortunate to have you. Um, city of Longmont looking out for our interests and I should say it's team effort. So I don't want to give you all the accolades, but I will give you accolades because I, I know you from a previous volunteer stint that I had and know of your competency. And so I I think we're just ever so grateful to have you um, involved in the city. So thank you very much.
2: Oh, you're very welcome. And, and
0: uh, also, thanks for joining us, too. Anything else you want to end with before we, we let you get back to your fun in Breckenridge? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I would throw this out. that Again, the things we're seeing, the exact same things we're seeing that they're seeing in Breckenridge. It's, you know, people getting out and all along the beach and the river walks are crowded with people. It's the parks, the trails, the social distancing. So we're not the only ones going through this. I think this Again, collaborating, working with our peers and other agencies, I think we all can learn a lot from this. And again, I am very fortunate to, to work with, say, Longmont. Again, I think, you know, um, you've heard me enough to talk about how the foresight Longmont has. I just hope that um, I can continue to let people know my passion about that and make sure that we're getting kids engaged or getting them out so they become the next group of visionaries are helping us protect, preserve, and look at the next steps we can take.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, David, for joining us. And we'll let you get back to you uh, doing what you're doing.
2: Great. Well, thank you very much.
0: Thanks great so David. much. Take care. Thanks. All right, Brady. Well, it was great to have David on and to learn a little bit more about some of the challenges that are going on in, uh, gosh, the usage. I mean, I can, I can certainly attest to that. I mean, it's been pretty amazing to, to see the uh, usage up in Bud Rock. It has just uh, exponentially grown. So, yeah, but it's exploded.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's why people are here, and you've got forced time off and nothing else to do. I guess that's bound to happen. Yeah, so I'm glad so, that they're coming up with a management
0: plan because it's probably <laughs> desperately needed. It used yeah. to be it used to be this kind of hidden dirt road that led to Button Rock that I felt like only I knew about or very few people knew about, but mm-hmm. now it is exploded. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's so, certainly desperately needed, I think. Um, let's see, we we uh, let David join us for a while, so we probably need to get into a couple things here and close it out. So Yeah, so wrap her up. Uh, um, let's see, I wanted to to just note that the June art walk is still going on. It's going to be virtual. The thing that makes it different is, is that they're actually going to have live streaming of artists doing creations, which is kind of cool. It's going to be Saturday, June 20th, 11 to two. So if people want to check that out, they should look at the firehouse site or the visit longmont site or the downtown development um, site to get more information on that. And pro some of the proceeds actually go to the firehouse, which is awesome because the firehouse is, The arts groups have been really beaten up during the the COVID uh, pandemic and yeah.
1: I mean, you and I both work in the nonprofit world and um, I I know that um, grant funders have been switching very quickly away from some of this arts into like emergency relief and it's, while that's probably needed, it does does hurt a lot of these. So go out and support them if you can. Yeah, so you said you had a couple of questions. Do you want to hold off on next time? Or? Oh, there's nothing that important in this. It's just a bunch of kooky things from a long, long month. So, uh, no, if we had – well, I was going to ask you, like, where would it be the best place to take somebody to drive a stick shift? And you can think about that.
0: Oh, I can tell you right now.
1: It's easy. Oh, you got it.
0: Yeah, I do. What is it? So I'd go up to – well, two things. One, my daughter cried, on me, cried at me and yelled at me because I forced her to go here. But I would go up north. There's a development that I grew up in. Um, in high school, my parents owned a house which is across sixty six okay. um, north so if you on uh, if you can envision sixty six and maine yep. like around across in the Walmart there there is a subdivision there okay. and I would suggest that area i 'd also suggest the cemetery here in town it I has suppose. it has you know it has streets basically yeah and that 's where I taught my son how to drive now i didn 't teach him how to do a stick shift there but I would definitely use it for a stick shift
1: because,
0: you know, it's, nobody's driving in there. It's slow. There's no hills. Pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause otherwise, I mean, I grew up in a small town. You can go to any side street. Yeah. Yeah. And here it's like, well, you're gonna get T-boned when you stall in the intersection. Exactly. And so
0: we, when we were teaching our kids how to drive, we went to uh, Seagate and then they kicked us out of the yeah, facility I'm and they sure. told us to get lost but get know. out of here yeah come back <laughs> so you could always go to like a high school parking lot too that's another place so
1: okay I would suggest that. Cool. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah so we're gonna call it and um let's see we have uh fox feather here and the rules um, a song from them, day. so we're ever so grateful for Fox Feather and their she contribution, again, of another song. I want to thank away. Andy Epler for our intro music, as always, and um, thanks to uh, Fox Feather, of course, so and then you can find can us on Spotify, see. Apple Podcasts, yeah. <coughs> wherever you download your pod content. Reach out to us, you know, give us a shout-out, tell us that you're annoyed by something we said at info at sidedishlongmont.org. Would With your rating.
1: ratings and and subscribes and all that junk. Well, that's right, all that stuff. And um, Brady, it's always a pleasure. So yeah, having fun.